The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there. You found the taxi stand hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Actually, it's not John Shannon. John will be with us shortly. He's experiencing some testicle difficulties. I'm Ed Van <laughs> Good morning. You found the taxi stand hour here on Radio TFI. It is Sunday, April 23rd. 2023 ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it's a, it's a big big day because to start the show well i'm coming to you live let me let, let me re- see uh, i'm not used to doing this again i'm coming to you live from the radio tfi executive tower here in queens new york and from the one the only the indefensible bill shannon bill shannon i did it again <laughs> i did it last so week nice. The combination guy. <laughs> and I did it again. No, it's Bill Fancher. Good morning, Bill. Uh-huh. So you did catch that from last week's show. All I right. did when I was editing the show. I said, son of a gun, he's right. John John is having a, a little uh, laptop difficulty. He will be joining us as soon as he possibly can because you know kids and kittens here. It's hashtag big time professional radio. Mr. Fancher, we're going to go. Uh, well, first off, how are you, sir? I'm still on the green side of the grass. Yes, yeah, still on the green side of the grass. How how was your week? Uh, annoying as hell. Annoying as hell, and uh, as much as we would love to hear all about it, we will. We won't. But here's what I, this always makes John feel better, and I know this always makes you feel better because it means you're just seconds away from getting ready to open your yap and talk for two hours. So let's get right to what makes everybody happy. This week's stock market report. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Pete and Tony's, down by the highway. Whoever closed the week at 30.83, down 65 cents. Lyft closed the week, $10.44, up 27 cents. They're rocketing there. Tesla closed the week at 165.08, down $19.92. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Go see Pete and Tony down by the highway. That's two weeks in a row that Tesla has taken a $20 or more hit. And also two weeks in a row that Lyft has has gained pennies. <laughs> Twenty what what was it? It was twenty seven cents this week. Twenty seven cents. And Better than a, losing twenty bucks. That is absolutely correct. But but they're making marginal gains. The, the, their stock is still worth not enough to buy a decent lunch. 
meanwhile, Tesla is dropping like a rock. Now, whether that has anything to do with uh, Elon's recent uh, escapades this week, he uh, he he got he, he took away the eight dollar check mark. I'm sorry, the uh, blue check mark on Twitter this week. And so now anybody can buy the blue check mark. John has one, which proves nothing. Uh, exactly. And and he's ticked a lot of three. people. Uh, yeah, he's ticked a lot of people off. Uh, he has given LeBron James and Stephen King uh, and William Shatner, he's buying their blue check mark for them, to which uh, <laughs> Stephen King and LeBron James said, no thanks. You know, exactly. Because they couldn't possibly afford 100 bucks a year. Or less than a hundred bucks oh, no. a year to 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 have that, and it's already come up that uh, somebody's already impersonating the New York City government. The NYC NYC <laughs> Gov put out on Twitter, "This is our actual account," and blah blah blah. And then somebody else said, "No, it's not." <laughs> Jim Jordan. So now, and on top of that, after that, and on the same day. His uh, SpaceX rocket went went up, went fast, went boom. Well, actually, you know, I had a, I was just going to mention that I had a buddy that's down at Padre Island, uh, just in the deep, deep, deep South Texas, and uh, he said he saw the launch, and they were watching, and as it did its first roll, nothing happened. He said, and then he was watching it, and it rolled like three more times. And then they jettisoned the uh, boosters, and boom, off it went. Ooh. Well, he, yeah, he's had a banner week, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he's just annoying people to, to all holy heck. And ladies and gentlemen, we either we, we have a visitor in the studio. I can't tell if it's John Channer or just the squirrel has made its way in. But let's find out. No. Let's find out. John Shannon, good morning, sir. Is John Channer with us? No, he's not. <laughs> yes, he it is. It's just a photo. <laughs> Waiting for you, John. I'm here. Yes. He's here. All right. Look, he's here. I'm here. For those of you on the radio, John is here. So just to make it official. How are you, Mr. Shannon? Well, of course, I. I'm great. It's waiting to see the feed on social media too, and uh, that. Uh, so we are now officially live on uh, on the Radio TFI streaming network. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, I can't do too many things at one time. Oh, I uh, sure you can. Come on, you're multi-talented. What the hell? Yeah, it's gonna happen. But are you sure you took us live? Because I'm doing it right now. Unless we're both alive, well, who knows? Just uh, anyway, anyway, we're uh, uh, we're we, here. We, we are alive. We're live somehow, some way. Mister Shannon, you have the wheel. Okay. Well, I was interested. What were you guys actually talking about here when we went radio <laughs> side? You. Well, we were you. about we we were about to do the market watch all over again. Oh, because yay. because we know how much. No, we were talking about what a bad week uh, Elon Musk has had. Oh. His, uh, his, uh, his, the Tesla stock dropped almost twenty bucks again for the second week in a row. 
Lyft has mm-hmm. gone Lyft has gone up by pennies two weeks in a row. Uber's dropping like a rock. And uh, who was the other? Oh, you wanted us to watch Anheuser Busch. That's going to be all over and yeah. done with before before I could set things up. Believe me. Oh no, kidding! By the time we get done with it, it's yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you know. I thought it was kind of funny though that they launched launched that rocket on 420. Well, I was getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been somebody on 420 flying the damn thing too. Yeah. And we all we well, all know what 420 well, really is. What April 20th is, don't we? That's where my rocket went. You're aware of <laughs> of of whose birthday for, uh, April 20th is? Uh, I actually no, I don't know. Really? Mary Jane? No, actually, it was my buddy Harry. He would have turned 60. Huh. But no, the the one that most people seem to know is Adolf Hitler. <coughs> That's right. I, I, <laughs> it is, you're going to have marijuana and Adolf Hitler on the same day. Yeah, I, I used to I used to bust my, my buddy's uh, chops about that every year. Every year. We uh, we had a little toke and, uh, and destroyed a Nazi. But hey, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So John, you're up and running. You've got the uh, the gerbils are running. They got they've got the uh, the executive tower, the uh, uh, Shaletta makes me laugh.com studio up and running. Yes, everything's going on here on this end. Uh, so what I wanted to get into here uh, was the number of what you would call accidental. I, you can't call the shootings accidental, but the fact that. People making simple simple mistakes and paying for them either with uh, with their lives in uh, I think two instances and two other instances, you know, getting a bullet for their uh, for their problems. Well, the nerve uh, of people, the absolute the absolute gall to pull into the wrong driveway. The absolute oh, the absolute nerve, the unmitigated nerve. To walk up to the wrong house and knock on the door. The unmitigated nerve or just happen to be out and about enjoying yourself when some knucklehead decides he's going to open fire to get into the open the wrong car door. Uh, I, I did hear a good solution for that. For all you, you know, for all you Second Amendment uh, people out there with your right to bear arms, try this. Try the First Amendment, too. One simple question. Can I help you? Clears it all up in a second. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was Bob's house. No, Bob lives next door. Sorry to bother you. Out, out you go. Mm-hmm. And here's a bullet for your effort. Here, yeah, here's a bullet for your troubles. It's uh, well, it, it is the guns, kids and kittens. Let's let's. It's not mental illness. You got to be crazy if you think it's mental illness. It's the guns. It's this. Well, I'd like to know who these people are that are sitting on their sofa waiting for somebody to pull up in their driveway, keeping <laughs> oh. their gun right by their side. Yeah, there's a there's a little something something going on there. The revolution has begun, and I'm ready for it. Mm. <laughs> it yeah, exactly. It, it's unfortunate we have you know. I, I I mean, none of these people, none of these shooters were in danger of any kind. They weren't infringed upon. Nobody threatened them. Nobody. Why are you pulling a gun? Why are you shooting? You know, nowhere does have the right to do it. You don't actually. No, you don't. 
uh, the one where the basketball landed in uh, in somebody's uh, yard. You know, that's just that's just crazy. Look, I hate my neighbors but, as know, much as the okay. next guy, but yeah, the idea the idea of actually shooting uh, shooting them just it's just crazy. I mean, I can't even think about that because we used to hop the fence to the neighbor's yard all the time to right. get the ball that went over and nobody said anything that, you know, the one time the guy no. said, why don't you just yell at me? I'll throw it back to you. You're going to hurt yourself hopping that fence. Yeah. I, I mean, again, as much as I hate the idea of shooting my neighbors while it's, you know, I, I can't, it's not right. doesn't make it any less unappealing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not <laughs> going to do it. Uh, again, and especially you got kids playing ball or whatever. My God, it's that that's part of a childhood climbing a fence to, to retrieve a ball. No matter exactly. what the circumstance. It's a of passage. I, I mean, no matter what your situation is, whether you're in a, an urban landscape or out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> something you have has been thrown and it's going to land on the other side of a fence, a wall, or something. It is just written. It is it's it, it's in our DNA. Doesn't matter where you are, what part of this this world you're in, you're gonna have something that goes somewhere that it shouldn't be, and now you guys have to decide who's got the balls to go fetch the ball. Oh, that was always the case. Yeah. The neighbors got the big ass dog. Oh no, you go get it. I ain't getting it. No, you go get it. What was the movie? Was it uh Sandlot. 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 <laughs> and uh you know. Yeah, you you bring up valid points, John. Again, this is just more of the gun nuts that that this makes no sense. It just makes well, no it's sense. The, the gun nuts going absolutely crazy. This is this is some this is something that yeah, you'd think maybe white might happen once in you know maybe once a once a year or twice a year or something like that. Unfortunately. This crap happened four times within an eight-day span, and that's not the worst. That's not the worst of it. When I was looking, I was looking online for you know the, the specific issues. The uh, with with uh, the four I, we mentioned here, uh, there were other instances. There's an instance in Florida where. Uh, uh, another instance where somebody's getting into the wrong car, guy shoots. He's not going to get charged for that. He's not. Yeah, I saw that. Now he's not. He's, somebody explained to me why two le- two cheerleaders would jump in your car and you'd shoot them. Yeah, I'd have been I, like, "Hey, babe, what's up?" <laughs> again, the simple question: Can I help you? Yeah. You know, yeah, just, this just comes to mind. Maybe you can drive my car. Yeah, but what, uh-huh. what, what, <laughs> what kind of life are you living that you think anybody that opens the door of your car is immediately out to get you? You know, look, you've you've got your weapon in hand. Doesn't mean you have to shoot, but you're clearly ready for somebody to do something. By the way, you know what would have solved this problem too? Door locks. Every Pretty much every car comes equipped with them. Everyone, yes, they do. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I learned that a long time ago in the cab business. I would, when you could actually lock your front doors separately, uh, I always kept the front doors locked 
because invariably, A, you'd have people wanting to open the driver's door, and there was always a smart-ass valet that would open my door, you know. And Mm -hmm. uh, plus, I didn't always want somebody up front, so I controlled that. It's very easy. It's very simple. And again, somebody opens the door. Uh, yo, what's up? Meantime, you've got clearly you've got your gun in your hand. You're Which ready to is fire. Scary to start with, right? There's a whole nother conversation to be had. Why are you sitting exactly. in a car with your gun locked, loaded, and ready to go? Because clearly it was locked, loaded, and ready to go. Exactly. That's my home state, Florida. Yay. Yeah. yeah, stand your ground. Two cheerleaders jumped in your car, and you're standing your ground. Standing my ground. Well, they could jump on each other's shoulders and be bigger than me. I mean, come on. Let's... Yeah, they could have pulled the guy out and made him do the splits. I mean, <laughs> good Lord, there's so many things that could have happened. Give us a pyramid. In the bottom of the pyramid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. I can see where it's... Uh, wasn't it just the one Just the one girl got shot, though, if I yeah. remember correctly, John? Am I, yeah, I believe you're right. I mean, I, I feel for her. Don't get me wrong. Did she get killed or is she just wounded? Uh, I believe she got killed. I'm, I, I've seen the story. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. Remember. I've seen the pictures of her, you know, cute little girl. And and, and you say they're not going to charge him? Oh, I heard that yeah. too. Yeah, they're not going to charge him. On what basis? Uh, I guess stand your ground, law. Exactly. Now, if I'm the I'm the girl's daddy, I'm gonna find the sob and I'm gonna see whose ground is gonna stand. Yeah. People wonder why when I when they ask me, "Oh, Ed, when you retire, you're going back to Florida?" Nope. Oh hell no. You know, I know people that are actually moving to Florida because of how. It is right there now, the political climate. Oh, so that they can carry guns and be assholes. Now, now you know, Ed, you remember me t- uh, telling you about uh, my friend, uh, my old running buddy from Vegas, who wound up coming with a with a uh, coming down with a near life threatening case of COVID. What was his name? Rod. Rod. Uh, I just found I just every once in a while I'll go on to his face onto his Facebook. I don't uh well I'm not Facebook friends with him anymore, but I go on there and or I'll go on to his wife's uh feed. And they're yeah, they moved to Florida. Really? Yeah. They oh. moved to Florida. Just and I can I didn't get into I didn't go digging into the reasons why, but you can only uh, one can only imagine. Well, I it's unfortunate now you know now the part of the state that I lived in was uh, bright shiny blue there's no question about that but it's gonna it's gonna make its way down there I mean don't get me wrong the state of Florida as a whole has is the asshole capital of the U.S. if not the world <laughs> excuse me and uh, I beg to differ no uh, well we can have that argument someday. Uh, <laughs> But now you've got this, uh, when the open carry thing comes and, uh, you know, uh, the abortion and, and Disney and, and you know, uh, I don't know what it is DeSantis is hoping to run here. And by the way, they all forget, come November, he's leaving anyway. 
He's going to abandon them and do his presidential run. Uh, and then you lose and come back. Right. But then, but guess what, kids? He was going to leave you. You know, mm-hmm. instead of devoting. Hey, I'm sorry, John. Yeah, he has. He's, he's been out globe trotting while uh, they were having the issues down in South Florida with the flooding. Yeah. He never made it back to Fort Lauderdale. Nope. And I take that one personally. I take that one personally, that you can't, look, look, the, 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 these, these people got it in their head that he's what they want, and they're going to pay for it, they're paying for it now, you know, oh, he's the, he's the greatest guy in the world, oh, wait until his policies affect you directly, until somebody mm-hmm. with, with an open carry, unlicensed, unchecked gun kills your kid. Then you're gonna to want to see some change. Oh, but for right, right now, no, 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 no. Let's let's all pack our guns and go to Disney and shoot them gay uh, mices, mices. <laughs> I hate pieces to pieces. There you go. That's what I was aiming for. Ay, 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 ay. But no, he <clears throat> and this this whole he's uh, you know the attack on the trans community is is another. Uh, I mean, he's just going full. Uh, He's just going full bore here on all this stuff. And the sad part about it is he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell in the Republican primary. He really doesn't. Uh, probably not. Well, I beg to differ. He does have a snowball's chance in hell, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Uh-huh. Uh, it's unfortunate that... Excuse me. Well, you know what? I don't know. Because I don't know if, depending on how things go in the next year. Now, I I, I admit, I freely admit, there's that percentage of Trump nuts that he could be burned at the stake and they'll still vote for him. He could could confess to every crime in the world and they'll still, he he could be put to death and they'll still vote for him. But I think there's a lot of the uh, moderates in that party might be thinking otherwise, or at least having second thoughts. They may not like Biden, but they're wondering, you know, was this really a good four years for me? Some people are only concerned about what their money did in those four Mm -hmm. years. That's true. And you can't... It looks like Chris Christie's going to get his big butt in the show, too. And he's going to get his big butt handed right back to him. Probably now, what I would call a moderate Republican. Exactly. I won't disagree with that. Now, now Christie had a uh, decent shot in 16 before Trump came in and stole all the sunlight. And yep. If Trump had got, gotten out of there after the first or second primary, I think between Christie and John Kasinich, not Kasinich, John Kasich of Ohio. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it would have come down to those two. That's just me. Jeb, eh, maybe. Eh, the name recognition would have helped him along somewhat. Please clap for me. Oh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, you'll it'll be a long time before you see a Texan in the White House again. Well, yeah, you guys had your chance and twice. Yes, we need more than numerous. <laughs> and by the way, are they really Texans or are they actually from New England? Well, Daddy was from New England. Yeah. Yeah, well, Dub was, was from here. I mean, you got to remember, he originally owned the Texas Rangers. The man failed his way up the ladder of success. 
Well, he stumbled his way up the ladder. <laughs> well, they're too stupid to do anything else. We're going to make you a supervisor. Right, right. No, they say he failed his way up. Every job he had, he messed up. The Rangers were a pathetic ball club while he was. Well, and they asked him what was his biggest mistake, and he said, trading Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Nothing about being a president. Yeah. His biggest mistake was trading Sammy no, Sosa. No. Well, there, <laughs> there you go. There you go. By the way, we are live on the phones here too. Seven five four eight zero zero chat. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. That's the number if you want to call and be a part of this conversation. Actually, too, you can actually text on that same line. All of our social media uh, portals are open. If you'd like to send us a little message on that, um, and if you're on a payphone, might- call collect. Oh yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. What's the last time? When's the last time you've seen a payphone? An actual payphone? Yes. I can tell you there's an actual phone booth on West End Avenue and about 111th Street in Manhattan. I swear. A Superman's phone booth. It's it's a full. You don't see these things disappeared in the 70s when I was a kid because they also doubled as a public urinal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Worst but, thing they could have ever done was uh, blue uh, blued out the bottom part of some of these phone booths because now, now <laughs> you know if you had the thing full glass from head to foot, you'd, people would be less likely to stick their wong out and start pissing in it. No, no, no. They were always clear. There was no. There, you didn't have to be. There was no. no shame I remember what Johnny said. There were some that had the little bottles. some, but but not not all. Yeah. And again, the one that I'm referring to that still stands. I haven't been in it. I don't know who's running the phone that's in it. But uh, but it's Are you there. Sure, there's a phone in it. I'm pretty <laughs> confident uh, because at one time these things were innocuous all over New York City. You know, every every other street corner, and you know, it was just like finding a mailbox. You know, you knew there was a Pretty phone booth, there was a public phone somewhere within a block or two. You never had a had a hunt that that long. And again, remember, that's kind of what I did for a living for a few years. I repaired them. So we, uh, <laughs> I tell this story. No longer around. That's why. That's yeah, why, exactly. <laughs> I tell I tell that story to some of our uh, younger crew members. Our, our PAs that you know they're they're their 20s and you know they've heard of pay phones and then I tell them yeah I used to repair them what yeah <laughs> matter of fact I was part of the crew I was working at the time when pay phones in New York City went from 10 cents to 25 cents oh what an outrage <gasps> oh my god <laughs> so we were going out and making the adjustment to you know and putting the new little uh, cards on them and I, every now and you know, I can remember one time I walked up to a, a, a bank of three phones and this guy runs up. He says, hey, man, you're going to you're going to make it more money. I said, well, I'm going to do my job and, you know, and, and, you know, make the adjustment. He says, can I make a phone, a ten, my last 10 cent phone? I said, you go right ahead. You go right ahead. I'll work on the other two. You do what you got to do, man. Make as many calls as you like for 10 cents. And, uh, you know, but once you're done, that's it. We're, you know. Oh, what, people. What do you think that happened, Ed? When do I think it happened? Yeah. That was about 70, about 1980. 1970, 80. I like that. 
No, I was starting to think, and I remembered I started with them in 1979. Don't do that. You'll hurt yourself. Oh, I know. We, I know. Got, stuck, we got stuck with them at a quarter in Minnesota. I was still a, I was still an adolescent because well, yeah. I, I remember I remember full well that uh, when I wanted to have a little privacy, I'd go into, uh, if I wanted to call somebody and didn't want somebody listening, I went into the apartment that in the in the hallway, or not in the hallway, but in the foyer, basically. There was a pay phone right there. Yeah, with a little, and, a little room, a little door. Yeah, and I'd go in there and I'd use that pay phone to call whoever I wanted to call. And I was remember when it went from a dime to a quarter, all of a sudden, bitch, what the hell are you people doing? One of, the, one of the things I miss most about the pay phones is that you'd go into certain stores or certainly pharmacies and big office buildings, and they had these like mahogany foam boots and made out of wood, really nice because they didn't have to deal with the weather. And uh, it, it saddened me. I was there the day they took them out of Fordham University, and uh, I remember watching it. I was just, I was just heartbroken. I was just heartbroken because you know, I can remember spending time in these boots as a kid, and you know, playing with them and and all that. Uh, but yes, I was one of the people that was. I wasn't responsible for it. I just flipped the switch and made it twenty five cents. Suckers. Well, I, I love the, the, the little story I had when uh, I was playing football in high school and my brother didn't come back to pick me up. So I had to walk up to the payphone. I put my quarter in, nothing happened. So I hit the coin return and I got 75 cents back. Woo-hoo! I said, Well, hell. So Woo-hoo! I put my quarter back in again, hit the coin return, got 75 cents back. Hell, I run out of quarters. I went into the store, got some more quarters, come back. I went back and forth. I got about $20 out of that damn phone. The guy really? in there goes, what the hell are you doing playing a slot machine out there, boy? That is, it, that is, I will tell you this much. If that was the same type of phone that I used to work on, and it probably was, then uh, that, that really shouldn't have been able to happen. Yeah, well, I hit the jackpot that day. You, you hit some kind of, because without getting too technical, if coins got stuck in the phone, there was a mechanism inside that would open up. And what it was meant to do was to cover the coin slot so you couldn't put any more coins in. Now sometimes it didn't always happen or sometimes but not twenty dollars worth. I'm I'm I was I was impressed, man. I'm just a freshman in high school, twenty bucks and I'm shocked. Was was good money back then. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not buying the story though. Shitload of a shitload of dimes. I'm sorry, pal. I, I bought it the first the first uh uh, seventy-five cents that came out, but I'm not buying it, anything after that. Uh, you should have bought it because I, 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 oh. I didn't. I paid for. I cost me a quarter, and I got twenty bucks. I, out of the original I understand quarter. what you're saying, but it's not. I know the setup of these machines. It's well, it that wasn't one just. just the one time I got lucky, I hit the jackpot. I believe that it happened <laughs> once, possibly twice, but not. Well, I, you have to realize this happened again. That's for damn certain because it couldn't happen the first time. Shouldn't this, have. This is rural Texas we're talking about, so it doesn't matter. At the, the time, yeah, at, at the, the time, the innards of the phone. Look, a, a trick people used to do. 
Well, it wasn't the phone booth. It was one of those that was the phone on the outside of the same, building. Just same, a, same I don't idea. know if that makes any difference. It does but. not. It's the same phone. Here's a trick some people learned how to do. Uh, every every pay phone, well, every, every uh, landline phone, you had two wires uh, uh, tipping the ground. The tip was the actual line. Uh, but you had to ground it to something, usually a cold water pipe. But if you took the ground off, people would, would, would pick up the phone, get the dial tone, put their money Touch in. Touch it to the metal? No, no, no. If the ground wire was taken off, you put your money in and it wouldn't go anywhere. And enough people would come by, and when the person who had done it thought there was enough in there, he would retouch the ground wire... And it would come out. It was it was like a Vegas slot machine. It would all just drop out. I can tell. So that's, tell me, tell me this, and I do. I do want to move on. Do but you, uh, do you really? I really do. Okay. But tell me this: Is there any? I I forget what movie I saw this on, but um, uh, where somebody wanted to make a phone call, they unscrewed the receiver, uh-uh. uh, the mouth of the receiver. Nope. And that that's that's fiction, huh? On a payphone, it's fiction because yeah. unlike your phone at home, where you, where you could unscrew that, you know, both the earpiece and the mouthpiece, and take out. Mm-hmm. On a payphone, uh, that was more for show. They were, it was okay. all one piece. It was all you could not. There was it looked like you could unscrew it, but you couldn't. It was all okay. for show. Okay. And and the, I that was a cool trick. I, I, hey, and the metal. I thought that was a cool trick. The steel wrapped cable, the cord. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people did it, but they would manage to cut through that. They would. They were able to, on the inside of the phone where it connected. So you had the wires mm-hmm. come through, and we connected that. You connected them to where they needed to be connected, and then there was. Things on the inside that you would connect the wire to, the cable, uh, the steel. So that if you pulled it, the wires weren't going to move. People somehow managed to pull those out. I don't know how. These are like little fortified safes, vaults. Uh, I've still got two payphones here with me, and they're not light. They're, this is real steel. <laughs> you know how I know that? Because how many times I made the stupid mistake in the winter? No, touching one with your bare hand in the freezing cold. Ouch! And sometimes you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice to pop it off or to get in there. You couldn't, you couldn't wear gloves. And sometimes mm-hmm. that steel, oh, it was oh, it was cold. It was cold. You didn't put your tongue on it, did you? Not not, not after the first three times, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, never a fourth time. I remember, I remember a motto. commercial up in Minnesota that they used to have all these uh, sports celebrities doing stupid things, and there were a couple of guys that were standing there. Now, John might remember the commercial. And he sticks his tongue to the flagpole. Ah! Bud Grant walks by. He goes, Californians. (laughs) 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 Oh. So, boy, I tell you, it's almost almost crazy going back to a, a subject like this. But I wanted to go back real quick. 
if I could, to one of those uh, shootings we were talking about, um, with uh, specifically with Ralph, with Ralph Yarl in Kansas City. Um, first off, I'm, I'm trying to get a bead because that particular neighborhood where he was at, for what I remember of Kansas City, that was... That was not in the central part of Kansas City. So this wasn't an area that I thought was necessarily what you would call, quote unquote, a a trouble area to begin with. So it makes me wonder what would have triggered this old guy. What was he, 82, 83 years old, something like that, to come to the, come to the door. First, come to the door with your gun. Again, we, we said that might not be necessarily a bad idea, but... How would he? He shot him right through the glass, right through the glass uh, screen door, if you will. And it brought a, somebody was talking. Uh, was, they were talking on CNN about this when it first happened, and they were talking about uh, older white people in that uh, in that of that generation who actually had a fear of black people. And I want to. I'll tell. I want to. I'm going to tell you a story, but I want to know if you guys, first of all, at through at any part in your lives, did you have that fear growing up when you were younger, when you were a teenager, when uh, just any time in your lives? I did when I met Bobo Brazil's kid, and he was uh, he towered over all of us in sixth grade. Well, now, and I was in Virginia when they started busing, and um, we we were all kind of, I don't know if I want to say fearful, but incredibly apprehensive until the one time I was talking to, to one of the black guys, and he said something, he says, if you're scared, you should try it from our side. And that's kind of when I understood. Mm. And, but I, I don't really want to say fear, but you were apprehensive. I mean, because you, you know, it depends on how you were brought up also. There's, yes, you're 100% right, Bill, because when I was coming up, when I was younger, when I was bef- younger than 10 years old, you know, we were hearing all these things from our parents and the old and the adults. And, you know, the racism was was out there and wild and free. And, of course, we were picking up on it. I'm happy to say a lot of us it was shook that as the civil rights movement came along. And we were growing up. We were teenagers as all that was. So you got to know mm-hmm. people, especially as we all started going to high school out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you got to meet different people. And I was like, oh, well, this guy's just as big a goon as I am, you know. You know <laughs> exactly. We all got that in common. We none of us know what to do at fifteen mm-hmm. years old with, with anything. So I, I pretty much learned to, you know, uh, that people of all races and, and heritages and cultures can be nitwits. You know, it, it's, it's stupidity knows no boundaries. But on the other hand, don't presume. You know, it it wasn't as much of a thing. I will say this, though. I don't like what's happened in the past 20, 25 years with the whole gangster thing and the whole prison. You're trying to intimidate people, and guess what? And it's working, and you're not, you're not helping anybody's cause. 
You know, mm-hmm. I don't need you walking around the street with your pants down around your ass because A, I don't want to look at your underwear. And B, in prison, it means a whole different thing. Well, I had somebody when I was working in Stillwater Prison up in Minnesota that the the guards would say, you know, who invented that pants down your ass? It says it was the, the gay police guys. because oh, then the when police. you chased them, their pants fell down and, oh, well, and they tripped. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> but I've seen I've, I've if you've never ever seen video, there are some you know security cam videos out there of these nitwits, you know, trying to run from the cops, all the while trying to pull their pants up. But anyway, some of it is, uh, but the younger generation is, you know, they don't really appreciate what their elders went through. And by elders, I mean just even our age, because they were kids in the 60s. And they were going through all this revolution and all this change. And, you know, some of the older generation, uh, African Americans are, uh, let's face it, they're just as racist as older white people, you know. They don't trust the white man for anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you first, Ed, when you first started driving a cab, did you have apprehension about picking up uh, black people? Uh, no. I, honestly, my first year was pure dumb luck. Never mm-hmm. had a problem really with anybody. But after that, I just started going by my gut. You know, if I was picking up somebody and it looked like they, you know, they're just getting off work or something, like that, I didn't care. But again, the young buck with the, uh, you know, with attitude, nah, I would, I would keep going, or I would let them refuse me. You know, oh, I need to get paid in advance. You're a racist. No, I'm in it for the money. I ain't gonna run on you. I don't know that. You're breaking the law. No, actually, the law says I can do this. I can get a deposit on the ride. So, you know, and, reason and I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, you sure? No, I, I mean, and I never really had a problem. Fortunately, all the years I drove, I never got held up. I never, and I knew it wasn't a, you know, but look, there were a lot of dopey looking white kids I wouldn't pick up either. That's for oh, damn certain. You know, if I didn't make that, I may not have made that clear with that story, but if I pulled up and I didn't like the way you look, and I don't care what color you were. I know that sounds cliched, but I just move along. Did I need the money? Yes. Was it worth going through what I might have to go through? No. And sometimes it wasn't about getting robbed. I just didn't feel like dealing with you and having to listen to you, you know, play your whatever games you're going to play and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm done. Well, and the reason I the reason I asked that is is because when I first started uh, driving cab, I did have uh, apprehension, and I don't know where it came from. To be honest with you, John. Before you go any further, can you, how are you hearing me? I think we're all chopping up a little bit right now. All right, I'm going to have to uh, stand by because I got to reboot my sound. Go ahead, you go ahead though. Um, but maybe it was a couple times uh, in my experiences that I might have had a just maybe something that a couple of them, you know, they'd uh, 
either start talking some crap or something like that, or they would try to uh, they would try to talk me down on a fair or something like that, or or whatever. But I I did. I was kind of apprehensive for uh, a short period of time, and it actually it took about six or seven years of driving before I finally got to the point where okay. Look, dummy, you have nothing. You have nothing to be afraid of. These these are people just like anything anybody else. That's right. Now, you know, the, I ran into the sad. Now I've had a couple of runouts over the. I think we all, you know, right. you and I both. Have, oh yeah, I've had uh, runners. Yeah, sure. Um, and it got to the point where I was, if, if I asked for a uh, deposit on a ride, uh, well, you just like you say you're just being racist. No. You're faster than me. That's right. I said that. <laughs> there came a point in my life where I had to say that too. No, yeah, I can't catch you. I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just need to be faster than, than you. you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but but this guy in the uh, the old guy in Kansas City, uh, he, I think, uh, he might have had. I hate to say it a legitimate fear, but he had a fear of uh, of black people. That, one couple- that I'm going to stop you right there, John. That may be, but I don't care if you're 82. If, if if at this age you still feel the need to pull the trigger before you've even opened the door, you don't know what this young man wants. He has posed no threat to you, and if you have the screen door there, just ask him. Can I help you? It now, is 16 years old on top of that. That must have been I'm a not, huge threat. I'm I'm not uh, condoning it by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not making an excuse for him. But and the, the fact of the matter is is that Ralph Yarrow for 16 as I understand it, pretty good sized kid. Well, be uh, that tall. Uh, none of it matters, John. I'm sorry. None of it matters because even if this guy is deeply racist from way back when, I don't care if you're 82, 102. All right. If you're not in, if you're in a position where you're sitting petrified with your shotgun in your lap all day long, or your pistol, or whatever it is, perhaps you shouldn't be living alone. Perhaps it's time for you to go to an assisted living facility or prison, whichever. You know. Uh, but it, if this is where you are, and I would speak to anybody that knows him, is responsible for him, his kids, his grandkids that see him every day, I'm just giving up on Grandpa sitting there with the shotgun in his lap while he watches The Price is Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up, because I had heard on the news that they had talked to the family members, grandchildren, or, or the children, and they had all stated that he would sit in front of the TV watching Fox News all day, oh. yelling and screaming at the TV and racist. And so this guy was the pro poster child for exactly what happened. Right. And this is this, wow. is, this is why Dominion should have uh, stuck to their guns. And get the retractions, the RNA retractions. Uh, I knew we'd get to this eventually. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very upset that Dominion settled. Are you? Yes, because they should yeah. have. Because it includes no retractions. I, I tuned into Fox that night. Okay, nothing was said. 
course not. Why Tucker, would they? Buckethead, nobody had anything to say about it. Where's the news? That was news that day. Well, now, what I have heard was the reason, one of the main reasons that they settled was that they get the money now. I, if they'd have gone to court right, and it takes, fittered it all away, $1.6 or whatever, they might not have gotten it. Okay, so what that tells me is that it was about the money. Oh, absolutely. It was a civil case. That's what I, it always is. Civil cases are all about the money. I get that, Bill, but in this particular case... All right, I understand, and I heard that explained the other day, how <clears throat> it would take years and years and years, and then, you know, they still might not get it all. Fine, I get that. I understand that. But to not even say, hey, you got to go on air and say, we lied. Because right now they're saying, well, we, we just settled, and they put out a statement that said, referring to their high journalistic standards. Huh? Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> huh? Because <clears throat> where your most viewers are, are prime time. And that's where you have the three. I mean, they've already admitted on these shows that, uh, at least Tucker Carlson's show, oh, you shouldn't take anything he says seriously. That was in another lawsuit. Oh, no, no, don't well, Don't listen the, to him. Lawrence O'Donnell said something the other night that kind of rang true. He says they, they could have, you know, they tweeting back and forth about how these people were knuckleheads and, and this and that and whatnot. I won't get into who was talking about who, but, and they said that very simply, Fox could have covered their butts by having Rudy Giuliani or whoever on. And then when he's done talking, going, well, if that's true. Yes. And those two, those three words yes. would have saved them $787 million. That is right. Yeah. But they went along with it. <clears throat> Look, now, now it's Smartmatic's turn. And their lawyers are saying, well, they've got, you know, I just, I just want to see Fox collapse. I want to see the whole thing go under. And remember... Keep this in mind. Fox makes their money from carriage fees. Their advertisers don't, you know. They could do right. all, all their advertising could come from uh, McGinley's Wiggly Worms or, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's the carriage fees, and they're about to start renegotiating. They, get, they have the second highest carriage fees. The only one who gets more money is ESPN. Uh, out of about 90 million cable subscribers only 3 million watch Fox but the rest of us are paying the other 87 million are paying for Fox uh, which is one of the reasons I'll be pulling cutting the cord uh, I don't even know if Fox is back on my local direct TV since it, it, I, when I can't Again, direct TV they still weren't back on you're talking about the local Fox station yeah, but I still consider a, it part of the same knuckleheads. But it's not. We're talking about Fox News here, the cable outlet. Yours is oh, an okay. You said Fox News, all right. Yeah, your what you're talking about is your local affiliate that is a Fox affiliate, and they carry the Fox broadcast programming. That's where you watch football and The Simpsons and whatever else they have. Uh, family Guy. Um. <laughs> uh, that's that's a whole different thing, but you can still find Fox Fox Nudes 
on your cables on your direct well, TV. Unfortunately, Fox News it's still. I on thought there. you cut the I wish cable. I could block that. I thought you. You know, they have a little thing you can block that. Well, they, they do. You can block that out. Remote. The easy way is just don't stop on it. Like George Carlin said, there's always a dial. That's right. Uh, but you can do it if you set up your favorites. Just don't put it in your favorites. I'll talk you through it one day when I'm off. Thank you, Uncle Ed. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, man. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, to me, without the apology, without the admission, without the, yeah, we knew what we were doing and we did it anyway, then there's nothing there. It's thanks to, thanks to Fox, you've got what Elmer Fudd there in wherever he was, Kansas City, sitting there screaming at his TV all day. That's only when there weren't any clouds out that he could scream at. And, and these are the people, he's, the dumb people of the world, they're filling their minds with this crap. You know, look, nobody has to be the en enemy of anybody. You have a different way of thinking. That's one thing. You you think it should be done one way, and I think it should be done another way. That's one thing. But simply for every word out of my mouth to be wrong because whatever, and you think taking up, taking up arms is the way to settle things in this country? I got news for you. We tried that once before. Didn't really pan out. And by the way, the South did lose, and they're not going to rise again. You wrote for no. two kids, the Nazis and the uh, Confederacy. Knock it off. You're not going to win this time either. That's and why that general was here last week. What general? Oh, God. You slept since then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have things to do. <laughs> I have things to do. But but for goodness sake, you want to start a war again? I got news for you. The U.S. is going to win. We got bigger guns than, uh, you know. I want to see half these guys in these quote-unquote militias. You know, Meal Team 6. Look, the three of us could could beat them up in an uphill race. And that ain't going to last very well, long. Well, they're all big and tough when they're shooting, but when somebody starts shooting back, back that's right. where you—that's where you separate the men from the boys. Yeah. You oh, then you. Oh, but he was a daddy. He was oh, oh. How and he you, shouldn't have pulled the damn trigger. Pretty you know, much. You know. Remember, we, it's been said before, and I'm not the first to say it. If the government wants to come and take your guns, god damn it, they're gonna get your guns. They're gonna get oh, your absolutely. guns. There's, there's. I don't care how, how big your gun vault is or how many locks you. They want your guns. They're gonna get them. Cause guess what? Your your buddies in in the Georgia, you know, subway division, the 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 hero division, sub sandwich division. That's what I'm. Uh, they ain't coming to help you. Let them bring their pea shooters with them. Good. We'll point a we'll point an effing tank at them. Go ahead. Come on. We're taking his guns. But you don't see the U.S. What government. What I haven't doing understood it. is why, since the tobacco industry and all of those got sued, why somebody hasn't been able to to sue? Just pick the name uh, Remington for you're example. Not to. Why you, somebody hasn't sued the companies? You're not like, allowed to. Like they did with big tobacco. You're not allowed to. Oh no, well, it's true. You're not allowed to. Well, somebody did receive a seventy-five million dollar settlement from Remington a few years back. Or something I can't remember, but yeah, uh, how do you? You're not allowed. They're not a government agency. 
I forget the reasoning why, but there's something in there that makes it almost impossible. Okay, because I'd like to know what that is. I could be well, it's wrong. It's called the NRA. Well. The NRA is lobbied for so many different... <clears throat> well, Johnny's got a point there. The the NRA is, the NRA is a, a strong... Uh, they dump more money into the coffers of politicians, into uh, into uh, judges. I mean, and, and they get a lot of money. You know, the, the, I think, as I remember correctly, there's the NRA is over. I don't know what their membership is off the top of my head, but they've have millions and, and millions of people members. Uh, you know, you know what, and brings, a lot of you know what it brings to mind. What's that? Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> I feel better now. I thought you might. Yeah, the NRA, which of course, and of course there's the uh, hilarity of uh, big NRA convention, no guns allowed. No, no. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid that your psychotic members are going to come in and shoot up the joint? Is that what you're afraid of? Welcome to the world. Welcome to welcome to elementary school. God, no kidding. Well, a certain individual I know uh, posted a tweet that basically said that the the NRA has the blood of all these slaughtered children over the uh, uh, over the and I'm par- paraphrasing here, but they have the blood of all these slaughtered children on their hands. But do you think they really give a damn? Do you think they care? No, no, no I, really, I don't think they do. No, I don't think they? they care. How could they? How could all this be going on since uh, Columbine and before that? But Columbine mm-hmm. was really the start, if you will, of the modern era of of slaughtering. They well, don't. The care. other thing is, quit giving these sons of bitches their fifteen minutes on the news. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand it's news and it's report, but you know what? Stop, stop reporting on the damn stories. You can't. I understand that. People need to know. Don't give this schmuck. Don't, don't mention the schmuck that did it. Don't say anything about them or or something like that because it's, it's, oh, I want my 15 minutes of fame. Why do you want 15 minutes of fame when you're killing yourself anyway? So I'm that kind of falls through the cracks. I can't, I can't a hundred percent disagree with you, but uh, we don't have time for me to really destroy you on this. So, well, let me. We, we got about a minute. And, we got a minute and some change left here. Uh, I've got a quick question for you here. Uh, in the in, in the instance of the shooting uh, of the uh, oh my god, now I'm gonna in the uh, Tennessee school where it was uh, the uh, the shooter was a uh, tr- was a trans uh, was a transgender and they he's left behind a, a manifesto do you really think that's a good idea to open up that manifesto and let people know what was inside of that that's basically I mean, my well, don't opinion, even mention it that's what i'm talking about well that perhaps, was exactly why i got to that well perhaps or, not I was, yeah perhaps not make it public but there are certain Don't even people. mention it, and people won't go looking for it. Oh, well, but there are certain... But that's you know, wanted. Exactly. But let people read it that can interpret it, and maybe, maybe, maybe down the line it'll help us catch one, another one before it starts. 
All right, that was the gong, folks. So we got to go bye bye for this uh, for this particular hour. We'll be back here with just killing time in just a wee bit. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. found just killing time with john and ed a real woman could stop you from drinking it has to be a real big woman on radio tfi join the conversation you can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. If you are watching live, the comment section is open. From a pay phone, call collect. While I whip this out. Who is it? It's me, Dave, man. Open up. I got the stuff. Who? It's Dave, man. Open up. I think the cops saw me come in here. Who is it? Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with me. Who? Dave, man. Open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave, come on, man. Open up. I think the cops are Dave's not here. No, man. I'm Dave, man. Hey, come on, man. Who is it? It's Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with Who? me. Who? Dave, man. Open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave's not here. No, man. I am Dave, man. Will you? Come on. Open up the door, will you? I got the stuff with me. I think the cops saw Who me. Who is it? Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave. G A V E. Will you open up the goddamn door? Yeah, Dave. Dave. Right, man. Dave. Now, will you open up the door? Dave's not here.
And uh, welcome back. Hey, we're just killing time here now on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Once again, well, I didn't get to make the introduction the first time, so I'll do it real good this time. All right. From the ShalottaMakesMeLab.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Over there in the uh, left-hand square from broadcasting from the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, sir. Officially good morning to you, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fine and fantastic week. If you missed my introduction in the first hour, God loves you. Joining us just below me from... The one, the only, Miss Lobster Cake, 1974, Bill Fancher. Bill, good morning. Bill's not talking to us. Bill is. A- I was doing my John impression there for oh, a minute. Oh, for those of you on the radio, that was that was Bill <laughs> sitting there like he was frozen. It's a it's a great visual gag, but not so much for the radio. Yeah, sorry, not so much for the radio. Yeah. So when I'm editing this show later, I'll see this long gap of silence and go, "Was that a real?" Oh, that was Bill just acting like Bill. Good morning. Go. Good morning, Bill. Bill. Go. Exactly. So. Before we before we hit the birthdays here, I wanted to, to ask you something here. Um, now you all heard that um, Baldwin, uh, Alec Baldwin, was uh, Alec Alec I charges were dropped. His charges were dropped. The uh, what was it? He was being charged with uh, manslaughter, I believe, in, yes. the, in the shooting on that movie set. So what? The question that I have had, and I figured as long as I know somebody who kind of works close with that that kind of thing, uh, is first off, what would they be doing having a gun with live rounds on any type of a movie or TV set? All right. I have spoken to an armor or two over the past few years. Uh, not since this whole thing came up, but, oh no, that's wrong. I did uh, chat with one. But common sense dictates, and from what I've seen, okay, when there are guns, and these are all fake guns on set, and this was happening before the Baldwin incident, mm-hmm. every one of them is accounted for. They don't leave the set. They go right back to the prop truck. Uh, there is anything that has to be fired. Well, now they're just, uh, they just added in post. The, uh, okay. But what is the reason for live rounds on a set? There is no reason. None. That's, that I, is just the stupidest thing. I mean, whether or not Baldwin should have been, uh, you know, look, he was not responsible for loading that gun. He was not responsible for making sure that gun was in work, good working order. All he was responsible for was doing the scene. Okay? It's a tragedy what happened. You'll get no argument from me about that. Uh, I don't know where he pointed it, where he didn't point it. Uh, I don't know. But 
It is not, to, from what I understand, I believe the prosecutors are right here. There, there can't be enough evidence to prosecute him because he's an actor on a set. It's not like he picked up the gun at a pawn shop and was mon- monkeying around with it and it went off. And even then, it'd be the pawn shop owner's responsibility to make sure it wasn't loaded. Right. If it was his gun and he's just waving it around, of course. I, I, but from what I see, what I've seen in my time around these kind of things, a lot of care is taken. A lot of, you know, uh, around these kind of, especially firearms. Now, a lot of them, if they're not going to fire on screen, they're not able to fire. They, they look very real. Uh, for instance, to show them on now, we use, they use a lot of SWAT teams breaking down doors. And these guys, uh, most of them are actual for real cops or soldiers or whatnot. And they're, they're, you know, they make a couple extra pennies on the side as uh, background and, and all that. Mm-hmm. But their guns, these, these firearms don't fire. These weapons don't fire. They're just, right. they, look, they look real good. And they look great Isn't on screen. Isn't there some reason they can't just remove the firing pin from these things and be done with it? Again, that would be the armorer's job. That is not the exactly. actor's job. Right now, we're just we're not talking about how it could have been avoided. Just should have Baldwin been... No. No, we so, should not. I agree. So that's that before we run out of time, John. Well, I was just curious. No, I was just curious about that. I figured if I knew anybody I knew I could ask about that, it would be you. So. Well, I think anybody with a bit of common sense. And I mean, again, I'm no expert. I'm not on the set a lot. You know, I see these things and, you know, I've, I've had them in my vehicle with me, but only because they don't fire. You know, we're moving people from A to B. Uh, set mm-hmm. to set on a location or whatnot. And even then, half the time, they don't know. What am I saying? They don't carry them with them. The props people deal with them. So, right. anyway, whenever you're ready, John. Okay, well, what do you say? Let's cue the band here for his do some birthdays. All right, here we go for the birthdays for uh, this week. Uh, from today, the 23rd on through, oh, geez, what will it be? 29th from now. 29th? 29th. Thank look, you. Look on the screen. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, I, hey, isn't that slick? What do you know? <laughs> he hasn't noticed I'll, it's been there for like a year. <laughs> it, well, it is what it is. All right. All right, so here we go here with... Uh, this week's birthday, starting out with today. Now, I know you guys don't like when I acknowledge wrestlers in this list, but <laughs> had to had to throw. Actually, there's two of them I had to throw into the mix this week. Uh, first one today, John Cena. You can't see me. No. Old. <laughs> 46 years old. He actually just did... Uh, 46 years old. He just did his uh, uh, did a WrestleMania here this uh, last uh, uh, this last uh, what was it March April something like that a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, but he's more of an actor now. He's he's transitioned into he, that. He is. He is. 
he did the job. He did the job for one of the up and coming guys too, uh, which I thought was kind of surprising. I don't know what that but, means. Uh, he did the job. He lost. Oh, he lost. Oh, okay. Right. So, uh, you know, also, also today, uh, George Lopez turned sixty-two years old. George Lopez, the comedian. George Lopez, the comedian. Wow, Can I look another one. I. Well, <laughs> There's uh yes, there are as a matter of fact. I look better yeah, than he I was does. Say. <laughs> I mean, I'm guess on. I'm guessing in East LA there's probably a lot of George Lopez. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a lot I, of Lopez. Hi, <laughs> caramba. So, <laughs> moving to Monday here. Uh, on, uh Kelly Clarkson turns forty one. And what is her distinction? What is her claim to fame? Wayfair. Uh, <laughs> well, there's that too. American American Idol. What about yeah, American she was Idol? The first winner. There you go. Was ding she? ding ding. Yep, first okay. one. Who lost to her? Who was second placed? Billy Joel. Justin Guarini. Moving on. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, also, Barbara Streisand turns eighty-one years old. Barbara Streisand. Hey, be nice to Baba. She's like I like Baba. She's she's like butter. Butter. Yeah. He's a motherfucker. You like me? No, no, that was Sally Field. No. No, yeah. uh, Barbara Shire was a hello, beautiful. Well, she got her Oscar. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer turns 59 years old. Really? I did not think he was that old. Yeah, he's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of old, Shirley MacLaine. Is still alive and kicking, and tomorrow she'll be 89 years old. Wow. Well, this time around? (laughs) (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Who's her brother? Bobby McLean. Who knows? Denny McLean. Good one, dog. (laughs) Warren Beatty. Oh, Warren Beatty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, On Tuesday, Billy Ray Cyrus. And his achy, breaky heart. Achy, breaky 62, heart. 62 years old. And how old is his mullet? Mm, probably about as old as Miley. Ooh. And Bill, you have an intruder. I noticed. I was going to call security, but she moved through quicker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Who are we? Tim Burton turned 65 years old. You know what you can thank Tim Burton for? I'm Batman. <laughs> Amongst other things, I'm Batman. Uh, hey, this one you'll you'll love here, Bill. Gene Simmons turns seventy four years old. All in all, Gene Simmons, good gravy. Uh, let's see. Also, Rachel Ray turns fifty five years old. <laughs> What? Like you gotta a- follow Gene Simmons with Rachel Ray. <laughs> well, they have the same birthday. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's out of my control. I I guess you should have led with Rachel Ray. <laughs> I don't disagree with him. I don't disagree. Uh, well, especially when Bill had his tongue out. That's for damn certain. For Rachel Ray. Well, keep keep it out. Mm. Keep it out because Claudia Schiffer turns 53 years old. No way. Forever 21. There ain't a chance in heck. 
that she is 50 whatever you lion lion sack of beans you that's it it's all just a numbers game <sighs> and I don't well, on to Wednesday here where Channing Tatum turns 43 years old wow Ma- magic Mike that's all he's got left yeah exactly <laughs> exactly Aaron Judge turns 31 well, really? There are a lot of people mm-hmm. in this city that will consider that a big deal. Me, eh, not so much. I I thought he was like twenty eight or twenty nine. So okay. as opposed to thirty one, he's not that far yeah. off. Well, uh, yes. I mean, no, but in a in a sports context, that's that's a big difference. Okay, what team does he play for, Bill? Plays for the Stinkies. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Speak of, speak of the stinkies and... Oh, hey, no, 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 no. Hey, no, hey, no, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. no, no. Not if she's not standing in the... Hold on, John. If she's not standing in the room where she can, ex, you know, expel retribution... Is she, But she can't hear what... She's just she don't, have, me to, she don't have to hear what I say as long as she hears what you say. Yeah, I, I get beat up after the show anyway. Well, so. whether you need it or not. <laughs> Bill, you want to be able to drive to Kansas City in one piece, right? Yeah, well, it might be one in piece. piece. <laughs> A big, bloody pulp of... Just big pulp. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, also, Kevin James turns 58 years old. Really? <laughs> oh, oh, King of Queens. King of where I live. There you go. There you go. Uh, also, the uh, grown-ups. Both of yeah, them. The grown-up movies. Yeah. I, I like those. Those were good. Uh, oh, yeah. Chuck and Larry. Forgot about that. Chuck and Larry. Oh, that one was hilarious. He's I been in that. a bunch of movies, TV shows. Moving on. Uh, I'm sure you're probably not going to know who I'm talking about here. but uh, Moving on. Glenn <laughs> Who? Glenn Jacobs. You were right, uh, John. Mayor. He's got to be known as something else, so here we go. Well, he's the mayor of a small Kentucky uh, town, or not Kentucky, Tennessee, rather. Uh, but he's also he's also the wrestler known as Kane. Play the crickets, please. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to get out more. No, uh, I need to stay in more if that's what I'm going to see. <laughs> All right. I didn't, re- you know, I hadn't been paying attention. I didn't realize that she was still alive. Carol Burnett turned 90 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a second. Wait, they got a big special coming on this week for her? I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was She was in the last few episodes of, uh, of uh, Better Call Saul. She was great. Uh, oh really? Yeah, I just saw her on. Was it Jimmy Fallon? Or Jimmy Kimmel? I just saw her in Jimmy Kimmel about a week or so ago, and you know she's still, you know she. Uh, look, we all remember watching the Carol Burnett show as kids, and you know we all had a tiny crush on Vicky Lawrence at the time. And how many people thought okay. Vicky Lawrence was her sister? Everybody thought Vicky Lawrence was her Everybody sister. Everybody did. <laughs> Also, lastly, on uh, Wednesday, for Wednesday here, uh, Jet Lee 
turned 60 years old. No kidding. No kidding. That's pretty impressive. All right, moving on to Thursday here, uh, where Lizzo. God bless Sure, you've all heard of Lizzo. Absolutely. Uh, Lizzo. I'll explain it. Okay, thank you. Uh, Anyways, she turns 35 years old uh, on Thursday. Lizzo is a popular artist now. She's a big girl. She sings. She dances. She's also a classically trained flautist. And and recently, I believe while they were in D.C., Oh, she's funny, too. She's really, really funny. But they brought out for her a glass flute that had been... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It had belo- <laughs> belonged to, was it Hamilton or Jefferson or somebody? One of the founding fathers had never been played before. She played it on right. stage. What? Anyway, you look her up. She's very impressive. She's very talented. Matter of fact, she she's so talented and impressive. She gets an she gets a bonus. It's an extra one. Holy, that's right. I'm sure. Okay. Also, more on than one Thursday. woman accused of playing the flute. Oh, Bill! Every now and again, you gotta just. I know. You, you gotta it's graduate from fifth me grade. Me being me. Yeah, I understand that, but put you in check for a moment and appreciate what this okay. young lady has accomplished. Uh, well, here, this will lighten his mood. Ace Fraley turns 72 years old. Wow, it's Ace a du- and Gene were that close together? It's I did a, not know that. It's a double mm-hmm. kiss birthday week. Oh, that must God, have been... No kidding. That must have been fun back in the day. Uh, <laughs> I, Although Gene Simmons is known for not being a drinker or anything like that. He doesn't... Exactly. It was it was Ace and Peter Chris. That right. Right. The, the two did it all the partying. Right. Okay, going to Friday now where uh, Jessica Alba turns 42 years old. No, 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 no. Forever 21. Bill, you need to have that intake uh, check. <laughs> also, Penelope Cruz turns 49 years old. <laughs> not a, not an effing chance. No, veinte uno años. No, she is just. I, I uh, love. I love watching her try to speak English. Oh, it's I. I meet a mommy. Uh, Jay Leno turns seventy three on Friday. I'm sorry, I can't follow Jay Leno. Penelope Cruz with Jay Leno. It's no. Look, I, I, I'm. I've still got Penelope well, that, Cruz in my head. I, I can't do Jay Leno right now. Well, then I'll give you this one where Anne Margaret turns 84 years old. No possible way. Damn. Now, if you look carefully in the open of Just Killing Time, you will glimpse for just a brief second a very young Anne Margaret. In the telephone segment, that's all from Bye Bye Birdie. She's in there briefly. Huh. Very briefly. Hmm. Well, I'll be damned. You will be damned. Uh Oh, I, I've been damned for 39 years, so what the hell? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> that poor woman takes more abuse from you. I swear to God. It is. Uh, sad. 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 Moving on. Saturday, Jerry Seinfeld turns 69 years old. Have you ever noticed 
Yeah. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> and I had to uh, throw this. I had to throw this one in. I don't know why, but uh, this is last but not least. Uh, Jay Cutler turns <laughs> forty years old on Saturday. You can find nobody else on that date. <laughs> not, apparently not. Well, so that's it. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you. You you insult me by bringing Jay Cutler. You couldn't just say on Friday, well, that's that and that's it. Hit the birthday close, Ed. No, you had to bring Jay Cutler, who out of out of 16 games, the one year he played for the Miami Dolphins, had one great game, and he really had a great game. The rest of the time, he was just waiting to count that $10 million we paid him for one stinking year. Now, we know why the Bears didn't want him and the Broncos didn't want him and nobody wants him. He thought he was going into a broadcast booth. Eh, that didn't happen either. He didn't want him. Even with two extra leagues. By the way, yesterday I watched both XFL and USFL action. Well, aren't you special? I am special. It's about damn time you realized it. <laughs> well, he is special. Special Ed. Special Ed, thank you very much. That's... Uh, We'll uh, be seeing him in the Special Olympics next year. No, don't see, don't go. See, you got to ruin everything. This is why we can't have anything nice, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> That's right. It's all you. If if not for you, mm-hmm. I uh, I am I am shocked and I am appalled by your behavior, sir. Yeah, well, you'll get over it or I die do- with a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> this can't take him anywhere can we no all right well that brings us right up to uh see we killed enough oh, time yeah. at the top of the hour that's what we do and we do it well so we get to john whenever you're ready cue it brother and now ladies and gentlemen allow me to present the battle of the one-hit wonders. Here's your match official, John Shannon. All right, let's get right into it here uh, f- uh, with last week's challenge. Uh, the first challenger was uh, from 1968. This is Mason Williams. All right, and the other challenger here is from 1974. This is Reunion. Bumble and the stingers,
And our returning champ is from 1970. This is the band Free. are your three competitors from last week's battle of the one hit wonders and we have the numbers have been have been tabulated the voters have made their decisions uh, dominion was not involved <laughs> that was that was cold i shouldn't i shouldn't have went there it cost you 787 million you know exactly all right well here we go. Without further ado, and what will be kind of termed a squash match this week, uh, your winner and still Battle of the Wonder Wonders champion. All right now. Thank you. 
John, you're still muted. Whoopsie. Sorry about that. Thank you. Uh, Our four-time champion now. Congratulations there, Bill. But please stop spinning it. <laughs> I don't want to make you any dizzier than you are. So. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, how about some numbers here? Yeah, let's hear the numbers. Yeah, well, like I said, this was kind of a squash match this time. Uh, all right now, one across the board with... Uh, 61% of the Ooh. vote. Oh, doggy. Oh, bitch. Uh, wow. Bill, you've really... Uh, yeah, all the other songs that died a slow death, and this one's kicking ass. You struck lightning, baby. That's it. Yeah, yes, he did. Caught lightning in a bottle there. Uh, classical, classical Gas, Mason Williams song, Actually garnered twenty six percent of the vote. Yeah, it's something. And this is this one really really surprised me. But life is a rock. Uh, only garnered thirteen yeah. percent of. Yikes! Yeah. Sounds like I ran out of classical gas, if you know what I mean. Kind of, kind of did. <laughs> uh, no did. So, in other words, what you're saying, John, is at least I beat you. Yeah. Well, you know. Even a even a broken clock is right twice today. So. Absolutely, absolutely. But of course, but 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 combined, you didn't beat the big guy. No, no, I didn't. No, I did not. Now, now the burning question is: Can you hold? Can your song hold off one more week and get the gold star for the five time? five times we'll see depends on what you boys bring on board this week well it's funny you should mention- another instrumental <laughs> john let's let's show the boy what we brought from ed'll bring on one from 1948 now <laughs> well well close from 1962 here's booker oh, t
All right, then here's your other. By the way, that song's called Green Onions. Well, that's another one. I let me. Yeah, let me I, guess what movie Ed's been watching the last week. Which movie would that be? That was its big claim to fame on the comeback, American Graffiti. I've never seen the movie. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. that that song has a big part in American Graffiti. No, uh, actually, what got my it's gotten my attention. If you look, I'm going to show it for, for those of you watching the video feed. If you see the gentleman with the sunglasses, Donald Duck, I can't think of his last name. He was uh, a member of the Blues Brothers band. Right. Also uh, part of the Saturday Night Live band, too. Far out. Also, from, that's from 1962, the year the New York Mets and the Houston Colt 45s. Far out, man. Far out, man. Yeah. All right, well, here's the other challenger. Now, this one's a little newer from 1975. This band is called Jigsaw.
1975. That is Jigsaw with Sky High. Thank so, you. I had to cross that off my list of <laughs> contenders over there. Did you, also, did you also cross off Green Onions? Yeah, that one was crossed off a while ago. Oh, okay. Okay. I got a long list of them, man. I got a long I'm guessing list. you do. Well, I got to exactly. say, congratulations to Bill on, uh, I, I mean, it's a great song. There's no question about it. And, uh, well, John and I have both had our runs. Uh, you know, we'd like to see you maybe hit five. The good thing is we haven't had to no. listen to you scream and whine for a month. Oh, no. It will be my privilege to take that away from him. No question. I, I want my crown back. Yo, mammy boy. Easy. Easy. <laughs> All right. So, I, I mean, John, actually, I haven't heard uh, Sky High in a million years. Uh, when when you texted that to me, I looked at it. I said, what is that? And then I went uh, and, oh. And then you heard it. Oh, then yeah. I heard it. I actually saw the video. That's a drummer singing. Which you don't see too oh, often. It? Yeah, that's the drummer. And uh, and of course, mm. I, I just love that old stuff like, you know, the Green Onions and, you know, just that nice little beat going along, that nice little groove. Well, some of that stuff from the 60s was beautiful for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where do you see what's coming absolutely. up? Where do you see what's well, now, coming up? Now you got to watch American Graffiti so you'll know where. I've actually. I, where they're all driving down the to, to to go to the speed race or whatever you know the race what they were going to do and all the cars are driving along and they and got that, that song is what's playing oh that's ideal for that that is that is just uh -huh. not only is it from the era but it's you know that's that's mm -hmm. that's a cruising song that's yeah well you know what i love i grew up you know grew up listening to the radio and even when i was a but a wee lad, you know, listen to music and listen to baseball games on the radio was the two was uh, my two favorite things to do. And, you know, I remember being a little kid and, you know, one day more than three or four years old. And you remember those songs, you know, because that was those are the ones that grandma had playing on the radio. <laughs> well, it, that, that brings back a lot of memories, actually. Well, in, yeah. in my house, when the radio was on, it meant, it meant my father was controlling the radio. And oh. and even in the 60s, WCBS FM here in New York was playing. They were oldies. I don't know if they still refer to themselves as oldies, but, you know, so they were playing constantly stuff from the 50s. You know, all the early right. rock and roll that that wasn't. And I mean, that's what I grew up listening to. And then, you know, as years go by, CBS FM had more of a, you know, the library got bigger every year as you moved on. So now that by the time you got to the 80s, you had the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and you know, that they were playing. And uh, I, I just, that's usually what I listened to. When I was a teenager, we had a top 40 station. And again, this is before internet and all that. You know, we had a couple of different stations. We had our rock and roll station, WPLJ FM 95.5. That was 95.5 WPLJ. <laughs> hey, Hey, Bill, you remember the, the radio station Cool 108 in Minneapolis, right? Yeah. Well, you remember back in the day, back in the days when you were living, when you were living up in Minnesota, they were playing stuff from the uh, 60s, maybe some 70s. Right. They were, 
they were big on the Beatles, if I'm not mistaken, about that time. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know what they're playing now, don't you? Oh, God, I'm afraid to ask. The greatest hits from the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah! <laughs> they're oldies now. Everything becomes yeah, they're an oldie. oldies now. Everything becomes an oldie. You know, you yeah, it uh, really stinks when you're in the elevator and you're hearing music and you hear Stairway to Heaven in the elevator. <laughs> well, you look at a song like, you know, how many songs, especially that I'm playing or that we're all playing, are 40, 50, 60 years old? Rock and roll's yeah. been around a long, long time. And, uh, you know, it's hard to, you know, sometimes wrap your brain around that. I was talking to a, a couple of kids on set the other day. I, I mean, they're regular crew members, and they both happen to be wearing uh, New York Met paraphernalia. So I, I was teasing them a little bit and having a good time, and it, you know, it dawned on me, good gravy. They they weren't born the last time them. Well, I don't, I don't know the uh, when was the last time the Mets won? A, oh, 1986. They still weren't born the last time the yeah. Mets won the World Series. You know, and uh, or did they beat the Yankees in 2000? I forget. Not paying attention and all that. I don't think so. Anyway. But well, you got to remember, it's been 1991 since the Twins uh, have uh, won a World Series. We're not talking about how long. It's, that's not the, the point. It's it's how old I am, how old I feel, and how young these oh, kids are. That, that, was, that was the whole point. It, it was. wasn't about your blasted Twins. Uh, let's well, well I, you well, got to well, remember the last time Ed used a phone booth, a Velociraptor <laughs> was outside trying to get in. Yeah, and your twins <laughs> were still the Washington Senators, so <laughs> don't forget that. Then they'll never really be yours, okay? They'll never really. Well, be since yours. the Nationals have become in now, that eliminates no. that. No, they'll always belong to Montreal. <laughs> Not many to- people understood that that little segue. Oh, I'll do you one better. Your your your, your blessed Texas Rangers still belong to uh, Washington as well. The Washington Senators also. Washington the Tennessee. third incarnation of no, the no. Washington baseball team. Part two. They were the second one, but yeah, I'm saying they replaced <laughs> the Senators. Moved to Minneapolis immediately. Uh, the new Senators were put in there. Ted Williams mm-hmm. was their manager. Yep. Yeah. So he moved to Tejas in 71, I believe. 71, Se- 72. Uh, 72. Sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. It was something like that. And, uh, but anyway, none of you. It, it was funny too because the one, the one guy he had on, he had on a Mets cap and he was, he was talking about the Knicks. Uh, there was a group of us. <laughs> and, and, he, and he says, oh no, these are the Knicks guys. I said, do you know what the colors stand for? He says, yeah, Knicks, blue and, and gold. I said, no, Giants and Dodgers. That's what the New York Mets colors are, the former Giant colors and the uh, well, yeah, the current. And it's orange and, it's orange orange. and blue. Why did I say? I said gold. It was orange. Yeah. Orange, blue and orange. Those are the Dodgers and the Giants. And actually, I didn't really know that. That's yeah. impressive. Ed. Yeah. That's, uh, Very good. They would play. make good sense. Yeah, that was their hey, that was their homage. While we're talking, while we're talking about uh, baseball franchises here, uh, up and leaving. Uh, as I understand it, now the A's are all but uh, ready to go to Vegas. Who isn't? I'm ready to go to. Vegas. Well, they're going to follow their football team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, they have uh, the the owner of the A's has a 
binding contract to uh, uh-uh. buy some land uh-uh. just off the strip. Uh-uh. Well, you know, that's probably not a bad deal because uh-uh. people have been complaining about the Oakland Coliseum for years. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay. What you, okay. What? He has a binding agreement to look at the land, not to buy it. Well, yeah, to look at it, but okay. <laughs> I love. How do you get a binding agreement to look at it? Well, hey, look, it's over there. Well, here's what's got to happen. First, they got to go there. Then they got to cry to the city of Las Vegas that we'd like to come, but we can't afford. You have to build us a ballpark now. That's how it always happens, and and it shouldn't be because if I if I well, own a I agree. if I own a shoe store and I want a bigger shoe store, I got to go out and build a bigger shoe store. Okay, professional sports franchises do not bring jobs; they move jobs temporarily. Okay, you'll get a lot of construction guys working for two two and a half years. Great, then they're right. just going to go on to the next project. You get some low paying stadium jobs that are part-time at best, certainly not year-round. They just spent, what, how many billions of dollars on the Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders? And right now, as I, as a citizen of Vegas uh, and Clark County, I'm asking, why can't they just share the stadium? Oh, they don't, they'll never see that again. No, I, I don't think you're ever going to see that happen again. Major League Baseball got out of that years back, and they said they didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah, well, because Major League Baseball is known for uh, kicking themselves in the, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, no doubt. But, uh, I, also, the NFL, I also understand that the uh, stadium uh, that they're talking about is isn't only gonna is only gonna hold about I think they said thirty three thirty five thousand people. Yeah, they want they. Well, and I'll say this too: if you're gonna you're gonna put a dome stadium in Texas, you damn sure need to put a dome stadium oh, without, in Vegas without question. Oh, absolutely. Now it it makes more sense to build a baseball stadium because at least you're gonna get eighty one dates a year out of it. The football oh, stadium yeah. is ten dates. I understand they use it for different things, but. Um, I think will the A's move probably uh, because Oakland doesn't want to or can't afford to build them the stadium. Look, the Oakland Coliseum is a dump. Everybody agrees with that up and down the line. There's no question about it. Uh, although I've never been, but no, again, I've heard everybody bitch about it. But one thing you can always say, and it always bothers us that. Um, the name of the stadium in South Florida is, has not remained Joe Robbie Stadium. You know what Joe Robbie did, the owner of the Dolphins, when he wanted a new stadium? He, he built, built it. it himself. He built it. And look around. How many other uh, sports owners uh, have done Snyder that? Snyder with the Redskins is the other one that paid for his own stadium. Okay. Okay, the rest of them do what? They cry. Oh. Yeah. Believe. Leave. That's all. We got cable now. We got internet. Leave. We'll watch. Well, it. here's here's going to be the other thing. How many times has has uh, have the A's moved? Okay, they started out in uh, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They went to uh, Kansas City. Kansas City, and then they went to Oakland. They went to Oakland. So and, now and, they're going to move. They're going to move from Oakland. Most most mobile team in the Major League Baseball. Yeah, from what I understand, every year they were in Kansas City, they whined about moving 
They were they were going to move so many places that eventually did get major league teams. But uh, I mean, I can't blame them. Who the hell would want to stay in Kansas City? But hey, John. Well, no. Yeah. After after the Royals came in and they built Kauf, or Kauffman Stadium, I don't think it was Kauffman Stadium at the time. But it was Royal when Stadium. the Royals came in, they 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 uh, started doing very well. Oh no no no! I'm I'm just teasing. No, the Royals have done very yeah. well right from the start. They've uh, and they've always well, had the then, coo- the coolest uniforms. I love their blue. I just right. The Royals have had the best uniforms from day one. We just got gone. We got. We, we just got. Cogged. That's it. We are being sent down the road once again here, folks. So, hey, thanks well, for joining damn. us. Yeah. We were just having a good old time talking about just about anything here. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, we'll do this again next week if we feel like it. Uh, uh, for Ed and for Phil, I'm John. And I got the money. See ya! T-F-I.